0: Satan has been stripped of all of his authority over us. He's been defeated and he knows it. And the last thing he wants is for Christians to find that out. And now for... Psalms 103, Part 4. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. Welcome to today's service. So happy to have you. I would like to share just a little humor. After a very long and boring sermon, the parishioners filed out of the church saying nothing to the preacher. And towards the end of the line was a thoughtful person who always commented on the sermons. Pastor, today your sermon reminded me of the peace and love of God. The pastor was thrilled. No one has ever said anything like that about my preaching before. Tell me, why? Why would you say such a thing? Well, she said, well, it reminded me of the peace of God because it passed all understanding. And it reminded me of the love of God because it endured forever. (laughs) Well, we are sharing part four. Psalms 103, we're sharing part four. In part one, we talked about bless His holy name. Part two, we talked about He forgives us of all our sins. Part three, we talked about He heals us of all of our diseases part four we actually pick up in verse four and we'll read the first three verses and then we'll just pick up at verse four bless the lord O my soul and all that's within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all thine iniquities who healeth all thy diseases then in verse four where we pick up today and and always remember psalms 103 this is not merely a piece of poetry. This is a psalm, man, that you live out of. This is a psalm that you keep in your arsenal. This is one of the psalms you live out of. There are selected psalms that you live out of, and this is one of them. You live out of Psalms 103. It's something you keep in your arsenal because the application of it is so Important and so vital to our lives as people of God today. And so God has given us Psalms 103. He's put wonderful treasure, He's put wonderful nuggets, He's put wonderful resources and privileges in Psalms 103, and he did it for us, he did it for us, he did it for us. Man, aren't you happy that the Lord hid some things in the Word just for us? He put it in there just for us, put it in there just for us, and there are wonderful nuggets that the Holy Spirit reveals to us. Um, all you know, If you know anything about treasure, treasure doesn't normally lie on top of the ground. You have to dig for it. So the Holy Spirit has encoded certain things in Scripture that he reveals and that he shares with us that as we dig into the Scriptures and really take a hold of them, he'll begin to unfold. And you're, you discover wonderful treasure, wonderful treasure that's reserved for us. Man, it's exciting. Treasure that overcomes anything that this life has in it. Treasure truth that supersedes any facts that you face in life. Man, there's power in God's word that he gives us to live by, to overcome, to be victorious. And we're just grateful. I'm happy and I'm thankful. Man, I'm just so happy about that. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get to verse four. Verse four is where we're picking up today. And it says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction? So we bless his name for all of his benefits. He forgives us. He heals us. And now in verse four, who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Redeemeth means a release secured by the payment of a ransom. So redeeming is a ransom payment that you paid to get someone released. You know, so if someone was kidnapped, they want a ransom they want a certain amount of money and then they'll release that prisoner so that's what redemption means that a price was paid that released us that freed us that delivered us and that price the Bible lets us know in First Peter that price was not silver and gold but it was the precious blood of the Lamb man do I have to shout all by myself? <laughs> I just need one or two shouters that's all just one or two Flash, you gonna shout with me thank you I got my AV going to shout with me. <laughs> but notice, so it's a release secured by the payment of a ransom. Means deliberate. It's a setting free. Means we've been set free. The imagery is a conqueror who comes in. He releases the prisoners. You ever seen any movies where a superhero will burst on the scene and he'll release the captives and let them go free? Well, that's what Jesus did for us. He released us. And I want you to see something. There are two releases. It's one thing to be released out of the prison or the cell or the cage. That's one release. But the second release is you can still be handcuffed. So you could be coming out of the prison or the cage or the cell. You're free from the prison, but you're still handcuffed. Well, when Jesus set us free, he not only set us free, he broke the chain. Yeah. He broke the chain that was bounding us, yeah. that was binding us. So you've been set free twice. He not only brought you out, he broke the chains that were containing you. Yeah. He broke anything, any hindrances off of your life. It was a deliverance, it was a freedom that the conqueror bought for us and he set us free. Praise God. Man, I'm excited about that. Glory, 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 glory. He set you free and he broke the chains off of you. The enemy would have you to think that you're in bondage. The enemy would have you to think that you have no authority, that you have no power and that you're captive to whatever it could be, that you're under its influence and that you can't get free. No, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Jesus broke you out, he paid the price, he's freed you, and he broke all the chains off of you. You're free indeed. You're free indeed. You are free indeed. You've been redeemed. Your life has been redeemed from destruction. Your life has been redeemed from destruction. Now, redeeming from destruction, remember, it's a release secured by the payment of a ransom. It means you're delivered. It's a setting free Means he's conquered the enemy and released the prisoners, is buying back something that a person has lost. It's buying back something that a person has lost. It's obtaining or reclaiming possession of something through a purchase price. And so Christ, his death, bought us back and it broke the chains of bondage off of us. And who redeemeth our lives from destruction that also refers to that. He frees us and protects us from anything that would destroy our lives. Anything that would uh, cause ruin. He protects you from danger. He protects you from anything that would cause harm to your life. One of the prayers I pray, especially when I'm traveling, when I board an airplane, I pray this prayer here in Psalms 103. I said one of the prayers I pray, I said, Father, thank you for redeeming my life from destruction because I understand that an accident or a plane crash that would destroy my life he redeems my life from destruction so this is one of the prayers i use as a part of the prayer protection so when i board a praying i use three or four prayers but this is one of them this is one i use i said father thank you for redeeming my life from destruction Thank you for redeeming my life from destruction, which means I got to travel safely because you have redeemed my life from anything that would hurt, harm, destroy anything that would cause ruin to my life. You've set me free. You've delivered me from that and you protect me from danger. You redeem my life from destruction. You redeem my life from anything that would cause harm. Now, listen to the opposite. Satan is the opposite. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's a destroyer. He's a destroyer. He's a destroyer. But Jesus comes that we might have life and have that life more abundantly to the full. Till it overflows. He comes that we might have abundant life. He comes that we might have life. Man, the other day, I had so much abundant life just flowing over in me. It was bubbling over. And I was getting off the highway, and there was a man there who was asking for help. And I was just so full of joy. I was eager to pull up to him to help him. So, man, I was just so happy. I said, thank you, Father. I got somebody to help. I got somebody to help. I was excited to help somebody to help. I was excited. I was more excited to help him than he was to receive the help. (laughs) And I knew what that was. That wasn't me. That was that life that's in abundance to the full till it overflow. It was overflowing out of I me. And that's the way God wants us to live. God wants us to live with so much of his life, it's overflowing. It's always overflowing. It's always overflowing. Which means you have enough for yourself and you have some to share with other people. So it gets on other people even when you aren't trying because you're full and it overflows. That's the life that God wants us to live. It's the overflowing life. Jesus had that life. And that's why they were able to touch the hem of his garment. Healing flowed out of it. He was full of it to the full. Till it overflowed. People got to the point where they were just pulling the life out of him without even asking. They were touching him because he was so full of that life. Till it overflowed. and We too, Jesus came that we might have that same life to the full. Till it overflows. Till it overflows. And so I pulled up. I gave the guy, I had $10. And you know, I I said, God bless you. And he, he he was thankful. Then I pulled on up to the red light. Well, he came back to my car, and I rolled the window down because I could tell he wanted to talk. He said, man, thank you so much. He said, everybody just curses me out. He said, I want to thank you so much for blessing me. And, you know, since I was overflowing, remember, this is not my life. Now I'm overflowing with God's life. And I began to just share a few simple words with him. I said, I want you to know that your pressure is in the sight of God. I said, he loves you very much. He has a plan for your life. I said, don't give up, man. I said, you keep your faith in him. Keep looking up. God has great things. And he sent me this way just to bless you and to remind you of that. He broke down in tears. He began weeping on the side of the road. This wasn't in church. This was not in church. This was the fullness of God's life, ministering on the side of the road. He wants us to be have life in abundance till it overflows. It flows out of us no matter where we are. It's just God's life. And I knew that wasn't my life. It was God's life. God's life was just flowing. Isn't that wonderful? When the Holy Spirit can just flow. And the Holy Spirit said this to me recently. He said, you guys don't realize you have heaven inside of you now. Heaven is not a place that you wait to die to get to. No, he said, heaven's in you right now. Yeah. Heaven is in you right now. You're seated in heavenly places. Yeah. Do you know that eternal life is abiding in us right now? Right. The Bible says that over in 1 John, it says, we have received eternal life. This life is in his son. He that hath the Son hath life. You have eternal life abiding in you now. Eternal life is heaven. You have heaven on the inside of you now. And so he was sharing with me. He said everywhere you go, you have the opportunity to let a little heaven be experienced on earth. Everywhere you go, you have an opportunity to let a little heaven be experienced on earth. Everywhere we go, it's an opportunity for a little bit of heaven to be experienced on earth. You don't have to wait and die to go to heaven. Heaven has come, and it's on the inside of you now. It's on the inside of you now. It's on the inside of you now, man. And it's the most exciting thing. I'm beginning to understand what Jesus, meant. I've come that you might have life in abundance to the full until it's overflowing. Heaven has come on the inside of us and we get the opportunity to let people feel and share and experience a little bit of heaven on earth right now. Man, that's an exciting thought. I said, Holy Spirit, you just blew. I don't want to say blew my mind, but <laughs> but you all get the gist of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I said, Holy Spirit, that was good. That was really good. That was good. I love that. Kind of changed my whole paradigm. Yes. Everywhere you go, you want to say, man, how can I let people experience a little bit of heaven on earth? Yes. But you got to first fill up with heaven before you can let people experience heaven. You gotta first fill up with heaven, so you gotta spend time with God and fill up with heaven. That's what he wants. He wants you to let people experience a little bit of heaven on earth, a little bit of heaven on earth. Think about that. Changes the way you live your life. In this circumstance, how can I let a little bit of heaven be felt right here? How can I let a little bit of heaven be felt right here? How can I let a little bit of heaven be felt right here? We all have the opportunity to let a little bit of heaven be experienced on earth. A little bit of heaven experienced on earth. And so who redeemeth our lives from destruction. He redeems our lives from destruction. Now keep in mind, it's the devil who is the destroyer. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And Jesus comes and we might have life, have it more abundantly to the full until it overflows. He redeems our lives from destruction. He redeems our lives from destruction. I looked up that word destruction in the Hebrew there in Psalms 103. And it's the word shakaf or sakaf. In Hebrew and it literally means it is a pit that's what destruction is it is a pit a grave a ditch a pitfall pits were commonly used to trap animals so you dig a big hole you cover it up so that a wild animal fall in it would be like a trap for an animal so God redeems our lives from destruction which is a pit god redeems our lives from things that are pitfalls to us he redeems our lives he sets us free from the pitfalls of life the pits of life it could be a pit of sin it could be a pit of sickness it could be a pit of drug addiction or alcoholism it could be a pit of pornography it could be a pit of moral debauchery or moral profligacy. You all hear these big words I'm using? (laughs) It can be a pit of adultery. It can be a pit of pride. It can be a pit of greed. It can be a pit of hatred. It can be a pit of envy, a pit of drunkenness, pit of lies or cheating, pit of darkness. All these pits are designed to rob your life of purpose, it robs your life's purpose, robs your destiny, tries to destroy who God created you to be. All of these are pits. So when it says he redeems our lives from destruction, he's redeeming your life from anything that would destroy your life, that would hinder your purpose, that would derail your destiny. He redeems us from the destroyer. Destroyer is out to derail you. He's out to stop you. He's out to destroy you. He wants to end your life. You notice in today's time, a lot of young people are committing suicide. A lot of young people are giving up their lives, taking their own lives. That's a destroyer. I recognize exactly what that is. That's a destroyer. He's come to destroy, to steal, to kill, destroy. He's robbing the lives of many young people. Because they don't know this truth. And that's why we have to share the good news of the gospel. He redeems our lives from anything that would destroy, anything that would hinder, anything that would diminish. He redeems us. He sets us free. He has freed us from anything that tries to destroy who God made us to be. Anything that would rob our life's purpose. Jesus sets us free from all these It's a pit. I love this little story. I love this little story about the pit. When I realized that destruction was a pit, it says a man fell in a pit and he couldn't get out. A subjective person came along and said, I feel for you down there. An objective person came along and said, it's logical that someone would fall down there. A Christian scientist came by and said, you only think you are in a pit. A Pharisee came by and said, only bad people would fall in the pit. A mathematician came by and he calculated how he fell in the pit. A news reporter came by and he wanted the exclusive story on his pit. A fundamentalist came by and said, you deserve your pit. Confucius came by and says, if you had to to me, you would not have fallen into that pit. Buddha came by and said, your pit is only a state of mind. A realist came by and said, that's a pit. A scientist came by and he calculated the pressure necessary, the pounds, the square per inch, to get him out of the pit. A geologist came by and told him to appreciate the rock strata in the pit. An evolutionist came by and says, you are a rejected mutant designed to be removed from the evolutionary cycle. In other words, he is going to die in the pit so that he can't produce any pit falling offspring. The county inspector came by and asked if he had a permit to dig the pit. An IRS agent came by and asked if he was paying taxes on the pit. A professor came by and gave him a lecture on the elementary principles of the pit. An evasive person came along and avoided the subject of pits altogether. A self-pitying person came along and said, you haven't seen anything till you've seen my pit. A charismatic came along and said, just confess that you are not in the pit. An optimist said things could be worse. A pessimist says things are going to get worse. And then Jesus came along. Jesus came along seeing the man in the pit. He took him by the hand and lifted him up out of the pit. Praise God. Jesus lifts us out of the pit. He redeems our lives from destruction. Destruction is a pit. Destruction is a pit. And so Jesus, he redeems us. He sets us free. He delivers us from the pit. He delivers us from the pit. I read something interesting that I want to share with you. Over in the book of Job, you don't have to turn there. But over in the book of Job, there's something very interesting there in chapter 33, verses 22, 23, 24, even 25, 26, 27, 28. It's very interesting. It actually talks about the pit, talks about the pit. Remember, he redeemeth our lives from destruction, and destruction is a pit. Listen to this. I'll read some of it. It says, "Yea, this is Elihu, one of Job's friends. He's talking. And his friends, you know, sometimes they talk, in all type of rhetoric. They talk from all different points of view. Sometimes it was rational talk. Sometimes it was theology. And there are times that it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's, sometimes it's hard to distinguish, you know, what's happening when they're talking. Sometimes, you know, they're making assumptions. But here's something interesting in this particular set of scriptures. When Elihu is talking to Job, he actually gets over in an inspired state. And he says this. He says, yea... This is Job 33, verse 22 says, yea, his soul draweth near unto the grave pit and his life to the destroyers. Verse 23, if there be a messenger with him, an interpreter. And in my Bible, there was a little number by the word interpreter. So I looked over into the margin of my Bible to see what it meant. When I looked at the word interpreter, it had the word that it was translated. It means a mediator, a mediator. So notice what it's saying. He it says, yea, his soul draweth near unto the grave, the pit, and his life to the destroyers. But if there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, a mediator, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Elihu was talking about Jesus And Job is the oldest book in the Bible. Job is the oldest book in the Bible. Elihu, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he's already seeing that a mediator will redeem a life from the pit, that will redeem a life from destruction. And I got so excited when I saw that. I said, man, he's talking about Jesus right here. I said, is it true he's talking about Jesus? Could it possibly be? Then I read the next verse. Then it says, Then he is gracious unto him and saith, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. Remember, I said redemption means to pay a ransom. It means that somebody has paid the price to set you free. And then he said he is gracious unto him. and says, deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. And in my Bible, there was a number by the word ransom. And so once again, I went over to the margin of my Bible to see what the word ransom meant. And it says an atonement, a redeemer. I said, it's Jesus. It's talking about Jesus. I said, even Elihu by the Holy Spirit, the first book of the Bible, Job, the oldest book in the Bible, even it foreshadowed and talked about Jesus would come and he would redeem our lives from will save us from the pit he will save us from the pit the reason i got so excited about this when jesus rose from the dead one of the things jesus had a big thrill about doing this is one of jesus's favorite things that when he was raised from the dead he shared with the disciples in the scriptures himself he started from genesis and he came all the way through the bible showing the disciples himself in the scriptures and I'm sure, I got excited because I'm sure he came to Job and I'm sure he said to the disciples, see here, see here, it's talking about me. Job was talking about me right here. That a redeemer would come, a mediator would come, a ransom was paid. God says, I found a ransom. He says, stop him from going down in the pit. I have found a ransom, a redeemer, a mediator that stops us from going to destruction. Oh man, that's so exciting. That's so exciting to me. Oh man, I'm excited about that. Oh boy, I'm about to just kick my shoes off, man. That's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. Job talked about this redeeming and Job's the oldest book in the Bible, but yet it's there. Jesus is there. Jesus is there. Jesus is there. God says, no, I have found a ransom. God says, if there's a mediator with him, I'll save him from the pit. Jesus is our mediator. Jesus is our ransom. We have been saved from destruction. We've been redeemed from destruction. Man, if you just go down the list, you realize what we've been saved from. We've been redeemed from sin. We've been redeemed from sickness. We've been redeemed from the devil. We've been redeemed from darkness. We've been redeemed from poverty. We've been redeemed from spiritual death. We've been redeemed from eternal death. The Bible says over in the book of Hebrews, chapter nine, verse 12, says that Jesus has obtained eternal redemption for us he not only redeemed us from destruction this destruction is eternal he has redeemed us he has obtained eternal redemption for us for us for us once and for all a price was paid that freed us throughout all eternity man that's a redemption of your soul, man. The price has been paid. Oh man, I'm about to just speak in tongues, man. <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take it any longer. <laughs> I'm just about to go out and speak in tongues. I just can't take it. This is too exciting. This is too exciting, man. Oh man. I didn't know if I was getting tongue tied up if I was speaking in tongues. Oh man, this is exciting. Jesus has set us free. Yes, Jesus has set us free. Yes. Jesus has set us free. Yeah. 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 He's moved us out from the authority of darkness. He's moved us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Yeah. Yeah. He's moved us into the kingdom of His dear Son. He has set us free. And a lot of Christians don't realize they've been set free. They don't realize they've been set free and they're still living in bondage. They're still living in fear. They're still living subjected to sin and subjected to all of his influences. They're still living under the power of darkness. You don't realize you've been set free. Jesus has set you 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 free. free. We're no longer under the dominion of sin. We're no longer under the dominion of Satan. You'll find that over in the book of Romans chapter 6. We're no longer under the dominion of sin. We're no longer under the dominion of Satan. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. We've been moved. We've been delivered from darkness. From the authority of darkness. And moved, transferred into the kingdom of his dear son. We're no longer under Satan's authority. Satan has been stripped of all of his authority over us. He's been defeated and he knows it. And the last thing he wants is for Christians to find that out. So he can continue to pull the wool over their eyes and keep them sick and keep them hurting and keep them in sin and keep them depressed and keep them in bondage and keep them on all of this and all of that. The last thing he wants the people of God to find out that Jesus whipped him, stripped him, took the keys of death, hell and the grave and set God's people free. Mm. You ever heard someone say that life is the pits? Man, don't say that because Jesus redeemed you from the pit. Jesus redeemed you. Jesus redeemed you from destruction. Praise God. Praise God. Oh man, I'm not done, but I'll just force myself to stop. Oh man. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My pad just started playing worship music. Let me turn it up. Well, I just I turned it off. <laughs> I should have left it alone. (laughs) Can you play that song? Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Play that. Everybody stand, man. Let's just sing. Let's worship. Oh, man. 103 it's a powerful revelation in it for our lives and man we live out of this we feed on it and we live out of it this is our life God has given us a protection he's given us the armor he's given us what we need to overcome anything in life. We're just so grateful for His gracious gifts to us. Praise God. You are listening to Brothersoftheword.com. This was part 4 of the message titled, Psalms 103, by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7956. That's 7956. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7956 to a friend, go to Brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iWantTogive.com. That's iWantTogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word.